Do you work at home with a kid or a baby? Well, I did for a year while being the primary caregiver for our newborn, and it was awesome and hard and weird too. And of course, during those 12 months, I learned a few best practices that helped to make the experience fun for me, my kid, my wife, and I think the company I worked for too. At least, I mean, I never got fired anyway. And today on episode one of Dad Always Told Me, I'm going to share with you what those best practices are so that if you work from home with a kid or a baby, you can enjoy the experience, stay sane, do a great job, and plan for what's next. Welcome again to episode one of Dad Always Told Me. My name is Josh Haraldson, and I'm currently a stay-at-home dad. But a few years ago, my wife and I moved back home to Minnesota to buy the house she grew up in. That's a whole other story, but suffice to say, it was a big move. However, the company I worked for at the time did me a huge favor. They allowed me to work 100% remote, full-time. And this was way back in 2017. It was new for them, and for me too, and I will always owe them a huge debt of gratitude because it allowed me to be at home when our little dude arrived a couple of years later. And you know what? It was awesome. I was able to work from home successfully as the primary caregiver for our kid for a full year before we decided to change course and have me become a stay-at-home dad. But that doesn't mean it wasn't challenging, or that I was always the best employee I could possibly be at every moment, or probably the best dad too. You know, babies don't care that your 2 p.m. meeting is starting, and your 2 p.m. meeting, well, that doesn't care that your baby hasn't gone down for his nap yet either. But overall, though, I was able to consistently get my work done on time and done well, as long as I consistently followed a few best practices that I picked up along the way. And with so many more people getting to experience the joys and challenges of working from home with small kids... I'm sure these ideas will be helpful for you too, whether you're new to this as a new parent or with a new job, or you've been working from home for a long time now. And before I begin, I want to be clear. These are best practices, not hard and fast rules. All of them won't always apply in all situations. For example, if you need to be on the hook for something at a specific time, I feel for you. That's when this gets really hard. And I'm sure there are a ton of best practices I'm missing, too. This is not a perfect or a complete list. This is just my experience and the things that I learned in my job. But overall, I think when you apply the best practices I learned as best as you can, as often as you can, I know your experience of working at home with a kid will be better. So let's go. Seven rules and best practices for working at home with a kid. All right. Rule number one, nobody cares that you've got a kid. Don't miss deadlines. Get your work done, period. So I'm going to say that again. Number one, nobody cares that you've got a kid. Don't miss deadlines. Get your work done, period. I promise that's really the only rule that's hard and fast here. The rest have a little more wiggle room, but that is the one you do not want to break. All right, all right. That's enough being serious. The rest of the rules, I promise, they're here to make things easier for you and are a little bit more fun. So, rule number two. Remember that you don't have a job and a life and kids. You have a life 
that includes a job and kids. It's all one big fun mess. But here's the cool thing about that. It means you can feel okay about having moments where you're not working in the middle of the day. That's what's awesome about working from home. No offense to water cooler talkers everywhere, but overall, I prefer dumb midday chatter with my kid. And of course, nothing's free. So what's the price of the privilege of getting to play with Legos in the middle of the day or being able to go on a walk? Well, you also need to feel okay with working differently in order to get your work done in time. If you're taking time during the day, have a good attitude about working on the weekend or at night for an hour instead of binging a show on Netflix for the fifth time. You know, when we were both working, my wife and I would have scheduled work nights. But we didn't mind because A, when my wife was working, I got to work out or have one-on-one time with our little dude. And B, I knew I was getting a gift by having that freedom during the day. So it was okay to give a little of my nights and weekends back in return. All right, rule number three, change your mindset about work time. What I mean is if you have a project that takes eight hours to complete, your goal is not to work for eight hours straight. It's to complete the eight hours of work. Yes, work, not checking Instagram for 50 minutes with some work sprinkled in. So when it's work time, work, even if it's for only 10 minutes. All right, so number four, you need to have a plan for your work time. That's right, you gotta have a plan for your work time because the worst thing you can do is to have 30 minutes to work and then realize, oh gosh, what do I do now? And that means you need to carve out time every single week to write down what needs to get done during the week to make progress towards your goals. That way, when you sit down to work in between the craziness of diaper changes and naps, you don't have to think about what to do. You just have to do. So I like to start by having a weekly list because your days with a kid can be pretty variable. Even now as a stay-at-home dad, I like to do this. Because if you don't know overall what you're trying to get done throughout the course of a week, it can get really tough to get lost in the day-to-day. And of course, there are things that have shorter deadlines. But generally, over weeks and months, the big question that matters isn't what you did today. It's did you meet your goals consistently? And usually, that's more on a weekly or monthly timescale. And then each morning, I like to make a short list for the day. Just a couple of things are best. You can either keep that list in your head, in a notebook, or even on an index card. I learned that tip from Noah Kagan a little while back, and I really like doing that. You know, a good test for what goes on the list is, if I don't get this done, will I get fired or yelled at? And if yes, well, then write that item down for sure. If not, maybe it can wait. All right, so number five, show up to the dog and pony shows with bells on. I'm going to say that again because it sounds kind of funny. Number five for working at home with a kid is show up to the dog and pony shows with bells on. What that means is that when you've got important meetings, like a meeting with the boss or a big presentation, make sure you look good and are on time. You've got a big gift by being able to be home and be with your kid. Don't make it look like you're taking advantage of that privilege. So my mindset at work was to build up a big bank of goodwill. That means anytime it was easy for me to go above and beyond, 
I did it. If I could make my boss's life easy, I did it. And if you don't have a kid yet, be super diligent about doing this before they get here. Start building up that bank of goodwill now. It's so critical because when you work with a kid, you will have moments where you need to dip into that bank of goodwill. You might need to ask for forgiveness or extra leeway because things just get crazy. And sometimes, I know I said don't don't miss the deadlines, but sometimes a deadline might slip or you might need to miss a meeting. And depending on your situation at work, this might be more or less stressful or impactful. But the bigger the bank of goodwill you can build up, the better. Period. I guarantee it. All right. Best practice number six. Learn to accept a certain amount of chaos. Again, learn to accept a certain amount of chaos when you're working at home with a kid. Now, I'm not telling you to do this or that this is okay. This is not a plan. Know your kid, keep them safe, etc. And this is just a uh, theoretical story. But when working from home with a kid, you will have a uh, theoretical moment where you're, let's say, theoretically, presenting to the executive team while sitting on the bathroom floor while keeping one eye on the baby monitor in between slides. And now that's not ideal, but that's life with kids. I'm sure if you've been working from home with a kid, you know what I'm talking about. So just accept it now and learn to laugh at the crazy stories. I just laugh now when I think back to when I couldn't move my office chair without it bumping into the inflatable pool our little dude was corralled in as he started to learn to crawl. It was funny and kind of weird. And I was just like, what am I doing here? And so the point is that stressful moments will happen. You have to learn to accept them. If you do, everything's going to be great. I suggest laughing hard and remembering how cool it is that you get to be home and see your kid at the same time. Of course, all that said, while working from home with your kid is doable and awesome, that's the whole point of this podcast, you really cannot forget the last rule. Rule number seven. At a certain point, around 12 months for us, when our little dude started to walk, I realized that I couldn't keep watching my kid while maintaining a performance level at my job that I was okay with. Day to day or even week to week ups and downs can be okay, but I knew or felt like I was quickly going to go into a long-term negative balance of goodwill at my job. Something had to change. It was either daycare, a new job, or something else. And that's because I'd run into rule number seven, which is you always have to be honest with yourself about how you're doing both as an employee and as a parent. And if you're not happy with either, you need to make a change. It could be a tiny change or a big change, but either way, something has to be different. So we made the decision to have me become a stay-at-home dad. And believe me, I know that is a very fortunate decision for us to be able to have made. But even so, the main reason we were able to make that decision was because we had been planning and talking about that possibility for years. We knew what we didn't want, and that was to miss out on time with our kid and to deal with daycare stressors. And so we took steps to figure out if that was possible and what that might look like. For us, that meant we tested out living on just one income before I quit so we could figure out what we had to pay for and what we didn't, what we really cared about versus what we were fine to do without. We also talked about whose job would be better to keep versus staying home 
and whose temperament and future prospects would be better suited for the role of staying home and maybe freelancing in the future. And then each week, we casually reviewed how things were going. This is where we were honest with ourselves. Was I getting my work done? Was either of us stressed in a way that we weren't okay with? I might have been able to get by at work, but was I okay personally with what my life felt like? And for me, soon after the little dude started crawling, I could see that it was going to be game over for my work at home status quo as soon as he took his first step. It was going to be impossible for me to be the dad that I wanted to be and the employee I felt my company deserved. And that's how, for us, we ended up deciding that I would become a stay-at-home dad. For you, a change might mean figuring out daycare so you can keep succeeding at your current job or maintaining a necessary income level. Or it could be different part-time versus full-time options, going back to school or a different job altogether or even a different income level. It might just be a small change that makes things incrementally better for you or a hard conversation with your boss to make sure you're on the same page. The things you're worried about might actually not be problems. They might be really happy with you because you've built up such a bank of goodwill and they don't mind any of the things that you're concerned about. Regardless, whatever your what if might look like, if you want the best chance to be able to take action when the time comes for a change, it's vital to plan ahead now and not when you're drowning. That way, if you get to the moment of this isn't working, you're more likely to be able to say, okay, time to start the next plan versus crap, we're screwed. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Panic mode activated. And right there, that's why I'm so happy that we were able to and that we made a ton of conscious decisions about our jobs, finances, and living situation well in advance of when we needed to make them so that we could actually utilize our advantages when the time came. It made a tough choice pretty easy. But even if you're already at that point and you haven't done the planning, if things are hard in a way you don't want them to be, that's okay. Start planning now. There's no better time to start working your way towards a little bit or a lot better. So to wrap it all up, here again are the seven best practices for working from home with a kid or a baby I talked about today. Rule number one, nobody cares that you've got a kid. Don't miss deadlines. Get your work done, period. Number two, remember that you don't have a job and a life and kids. You have a life that includes a job and kids. It's all one big fun mess. So be okay with a schedule that isn't always nine to five. Embrace the midday nature walks and the late night work sessions. Number three, change your mindset about work time. Your goal is not to work for eight hours straight. It's to complete eight hours of work. So when it's time, work. Be focused, even if it's only for 10 minutes. Number four, you need to have a plan for the focused work time you get during the week. So make a list of important tasks each week and a smaller list of just a couple of items each day. Number five, show up to the dog and pony shows with bells on. That means when you've got important meetings, like a meeting with the boss, make sure you look good and are on time. And build up your bank of goodwill by looking for easy opportunities to make your boss's life easier or to go above and beyond. And number six, 
learn to accept a certain amount of chaos. Just accept it, embrace it, let the dishes sit in the sink for a bit. Never forget that being able to spend time with your kid during the day is an amazing gift. And then finally, best practice number seven, be honest with yourself about your ability to be a good parent and a good employee. Think ahead about what you can do if you need to change your situation. Plan now so you don't make any panic moves if that situation changes. All right, so that's it. Your action item for this episode, if you work from home with a kid now, smile. Think about these rules, put them into play, but most of all, smile, embrace the chaos. You are lucky. Hey, and you can also go to dadalwaystoldme.com and sign up for my newsletter. You'll get a copy of this list and some of my favorite dad products, recipes, and frameworks to make something good out of the funny business of being a parent. And as always, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Josh Haraldson, and this is Dad Always Told Me. And remember, don't quit. Make it easy.